Hi, I'm Ed Locke with USA Mortgage. Here at USA Mortgage, we view you as customer for life. That means we are with you every step of your journey to help before, during, and well after you move into your new home. Home buying can be stressful, but we are here to make the process easy. I know driving determination with my very talented team here at USA Mortgage will make for some incredible things. You can expect to receive great customer service from me with many customized options tailored to your financial goals and needs. So if you're looking to cruise into a new home or refinance, I can be the driver that gets you there. Call or text me at 502-680-0953 to find out how to get approved. MLS ID 448-908, that's Acquisition LLC, doing business as USA Mortgage, NMLS ID 227-262. This is not a commitment to lend. Additional terms and conditions apply. USA Mortgage is an equal housing opportunity. You have scoured the podcast world. You have finally found the place where news is weighed in the balance. Welcome to Newsworthy with Stephen Jerry. Two words and two question marks. Jerry, we're here. We're Hello, live. And nobody's dead yet, which if you all heard the discussion <laughs> going on prior over dinner, that's actually a a very good statement to make. Yes. No need to call the ambulance. No need to call a police or anything like that. We're in good shape. <laughs> yes, we are. How are you, Jerry? I'm doing great and getting better. Sweet. Well, you don't look any better, but I won't hold that against you. I'm telling you. Got to get those eyeglass prescription renewed. Well, yeah, that's not actually too far from the truth. Because um, it the is. The old joke finally worked. Huh? Uh-huh. The old joke finally worked and was applicable. Uh, yeah, actually. So, guess I've, I've kind of started doing this because it's fun to me and I like to know what's going on. Okay. Guess what today is, Jerry? What is today? Today, this beautiful May the 3rd is. Visit your local quilt shop day. Quilt shop? <laughs> do you even know okay. where a quilt shop is? I do not. I've known several, but all the grandmothers that did them were passed away. Oh, yeah. And the second thing, and this is the probably the most prevalent, today is National Paranormal Day. That's every day around here. Well, it should be, yeah. I mean, so there you go. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, we are glad people are here. Look at our doubles here. Mochi's here. Uh, Fajul bag is here. <laughs> I know I butchered that. That's okay. I don't, you know, it's whatever. <laughs> oh, man. So tell me about your week. What's going on? It was a very good week. I'm... Who did you say? Oh, no, no, no. There it is. There it is. Yeah. Mine must be lag, but yeah. Hey, you did better than I. I did? You attempted to pronounce the name. I wouldn't even try that. No. <laughs> a couple weeks ago when I did the uh, song recommendation, you was giving me props for uh, the guy on American Idol, E.M. Yeah. Tongi. 
But uh, yeah, this this name. Guess I guess try. guess what's what that? tomorrow is. Guess what tomorrow is. Guess what tomorrow is. Tomorrow's one of my favorite holidays. Guess what tomorrow is. It's not your birthday, so what is it? It's May the fourth. Oh, May the fourth be, be with, with you. you, Star Wars. <laughs> there you go. I'll Thank you. Yeah. Ooh. Very excited. Beautiful. Very excited. It's a good day. This is the week before we celebrate our one-year podcasting anniversary. That it is. How exciting is that? Now, I won't get into that a lot. I'm sure we'll do a lot of that next week. Maybe even rehash some old episodes, try to get some, you know, get Clay and talk to him a little bit or get some notes from him, but notes. Notes. (laughs) It's good to know that we're still not perfect at this, so that's good. If you want to cut the notes up, I'll let you borrow my (laughs) knee. How about that? <laughs> Just saying. Speaking of Clay, our my joke of the day is brought to you by Clay Davis. Let's hear it. So I was going to tell a joke about the NSA today, but, but I think they've already heard it. I'm sure they have. <laughs> Thank you, Clay, for that submission of the sure joke of the day. That's how you guys was... Uh, Got an idea for a new business. Oh, really? What's that? Yep. I'm going to start a business teaching math to short people. Math to short people. You got it. It's going to be called Making the Little Things Count. <laughs> what do you think? I think it's funnier every time I hear it. <laughs> going to buy some stock in my company? Yeah, I, I'll, I'll invest in that. I think it's certainly an idea worth investing in. <laughs> Listen. I have, I harbor no ill will, but, and sometimes you look at a meme. Have you, have you ever looked at memes and look and then laugh and then just know you're going to hell because you laugh? Sure. sure. Okay. So the funniest meme I've seen in a week, uh, my son Nick sent it to me. It is a picture inside of McDonald's. There's a big sign on the wall that says, please be patient. We're short staff today. And beside the sign, um, making somebody's coffee is a little person working. <laughs> and I laughed and I shouldn't have. I know I shouldn't have. I know I'm going to hell for that. But that was some funny stuff right there. <laughs> I'm not even going to touch that. <laughs> okay. Vertically challenged. You do realize, yeah, vertically challenged, much better way of putting it. You do realize that our kids, our grandchildren, our great-grandchildren are going to be listening to us someday trying to get an idea of what we're like. Yeah. I'm not touching that one. (laughs) Well, you don't want to give them the real you. So many ways and so many different things. I'm going to leave that one alone. You can have that one by yourself. I'll take it. I'll take a responsibility for it. Absolutely, I will. So we got some pretty, pretty, pretty awesome topics today. Um, you're going to get into, what are you looking for? You found the other glass. Last week, you'd only find oh, one yeah, of the yeah, yeah. It was in the dishwasher. Gotcha. Um, yeah, we got our news, if you're wondering, we have special newsworthy glasses. We drink yes. our cold, sweet, sweet red. red. Um, and, and this week, we're drinking Cupcake Signature Sweets Sweet Red. Your wife did very well on this yeah. selection. If you would like us to drink a wine, you can send them to my house. <laughs> Absolutely. 
Deliver them personally. As long as it is a cold, cold sweet, sweet red. red. Well, it just has to be a sweet red. We'll make it cold. <laughs> there you go. It, it'll get cold before the time of the show comes around. That's for sure. I mean, even the New York Times is following us in that Absolutely. regard. So, mm. Also today, guys, for those of you that have listened to us for a long time, I have a very ecstatic and important announcement today. Which is? Regarding Jerry. Okay. Jerry today. Oh, don't do this. Don't is, embarrass me like this. Is wearing so black Adidas tonight. I, I literally about fell over. He did not have his old man white New Balance on. He had black Adidas styling and profiling. And maybe if I can get snap a picture of him, I'll, I'll put it on the link to the show tonight. You certainly can. And people <laughs> will... Congratulate you and no, love you no. for your people will back up what I'm saying, which is I am embarrassed to be seen in a shoe this ugly. I will never venture <laughs> away from New Balance again. Oh, please don't, please. I, in fact, let me come to your house and get rid of those. For <laughs> you. Please. I have one. I think it's one, possibly two boxes of unopened. I know. New Balance. I want to get rid of those too. No, you're not. You, pretty you're soon, not at some those. point, you're going to come to my house. You're going to be wearing sandals with socks. I, I just know it. What? I have Crocs. No, no, I didn't. I say do that. not wear sandals with uh, socks. Oh, no, good. If you ever I'm not cross, that old. if you cross that line, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to call you out too. I'm pretty Just sure I saw you in that. So I don't want to hear. What? Yeah. Never. You have so many different options, shoe options. That you, one time or another, you probably worn everything possible. Yeah, well, that's probably true. I literally have. I mean, you've seen my closet with my shoes in it. Yep. I could wear a pair of shoes. Um. Pretty much a different pair every day for two months, I'd say, at this point. Like we I, I established get, a few weeks ago, you can put the Mel DeMarcos to shame. I did uh, get rid of several pairs that I don't wear anymore that have just gotten ratty or couldn't even use for mowing. I've got several pairs that I just use for mowing and yard. Should I take this pair off and donate to the... No, you should leave that pair on for, like, ever. Never take those <laughs> off. Seriously. Okay. So what are your topics tonight you're going to cover? Just give somebody some some notice here. What's going on? Um, things that should be regulated Ooh. by the government. Yeah. A couple of different things that fall into that category, but that's going to be the primary things I'm talking about. I'm not a big believer in regulation. One of the original reasons I became a Republican was due to the excess regulation. But with that being said, there are some things that need to be regulated. Hey, Fuzzy, glad you're here. And I don't Fuzzy. disagree with Fuzzy you. Fuzzy or Fuzzy? Fuzzy. F-U-Z-Z-Y. Oh. Did he change it? Didn't it used to be Fuzzy? I don't know. I, I have a hard time keeping up with Steve. I have an even more incredibly <laughs> time putting up with Fuzzy and Fuzzy and all of those. He gotcha. says it's always been Fuzzy. Okay, well, glad to have you no matter what you are. Fuzzy Wuzzy was a bear. How's that go? Wuzzy Fuzzy, I don't know. Oh, never mind. Okay, well, I'm going to cover two different sets of elections tonight because... Uh, two different sets. Yeah, we're going to focus primarily on the Kentucky governor's race tonight. Um, go in depth with a little bit of the clients and the customers. And this is where, and we was talking a little bit before air, at some point, we're going to be switching uh, to our to our regular listeners. We're going to be switching publishers. Uh, we've decided that that's going to happen because 
we've had an opportunity to have a couple of gubernatorial candidates come on live with us and and just chit chat with us for a few minutes. But we don't want to invite them formally onto the show and have a problem like we did with the, the last two guests. Yeah. yeah, and so we're going to be switching to a publisher that is much more open to having people call in and and problem free having a system that actually works on yeah. PCs, not just Android right, or right. iOS. And so hopefully within the next couple of weeks, we'll be making that announcement. It won't be next week. Next week's our celebratory week. We don't know what we're doing yet. Maybe give something away. Uh, might get a feet pick of Jerry. Don't know what we're going to do yet. Uh, we'll be celebrating somehow. <laughs> did you ever think something? Did you ever think we'd be doing this consistently every week for a year? I mean, I we, don't know that that surprised me near as much as the number of downloads. That's what's blowing me away. The number of people that have actually listened. Yeah. And yeah, that's pretty awesome. Uh, and like you said, you know, one of the reasons in hindsight, about halfway through when we, we were doing this about, you know, I don't remember what month, but we had discussed, you know, this is forever. This is always going to be able, if something happens to one of us, our grandkids or great grandkids are always going to be able to pull this up and say, Hey, that was my pops or my, you know, my grandpa, whatever they call yep. you. And, uh, you know, hopefully they get to know us a little bit through our, our podcast and hopefully we don't disappoint them too terribly. <laughs> yep. As to the song recommendation that I had a few weeks ago, one of yeah. the lyrics said, while you're sleeping, I'll try to make you proud. So hopefully we can do that in at least some of what we, talk about i, I just want to make people feel challenge like... mcdonald's will do it but <laughs> hopefully some of the things we say will hey i i just live by i want to be the person my dog thinks i am there you go and because eddie thinks i hung the moon i just Absolutely. love eddie skinny anyway you ready to get started i'm ready all right well, let's do it we'll let you start with one of your topics and then we're gonna hear from ed we're gonna talk about ed a little bit um and then we'll go into the governor's race a little bit, or do you want to do it vice versa? I don't care either yeah. way. It's absolutely fine with me. Oh, let's do I it. Then. Start off. Huh? I'm going to do one that I started to do like three weeks ago and it's been on my list and I haven't got to it. So, uh, I don't know. Did every week, do you take your unused topics and sometimes, sometimes if they age well, yes. you know, sometimes we get something and it's, it's news right now and then it just it it goes away quickly yeah this one probably wasn't that good to begin with and didn't age well at all but i'm still gonna bring it up i'm sure most of you have heard that facebook lost a huge lawsuit 725 million dollars and the good news is everyone gets a part of that so there's a uh Everybody get 32 cents. Well, it's actually a couple (laughs) bucks maybe It, it all depends on how many people apply for it right Right, because there's there's so many you know i I don't remember three or four hundred million of the 700 million was set aside to go to the people who actually got hurt as a result of this and the other 40 percent goes to the attorneys of course oh yeah uh, yes facebook lost 725 million dollar lawsuit it all had to do with the election in 2020 when it turned out that they were selling private information to cambridge analytica without their knowledge or consent of the users. So, uh, yeah, there's a public website that you can go to and fill out a claim, or you can mail yours in if you wish, but you can get your 32 cents, as Steve says, out of Facebook from it. 
We'll also put a link up to this when we uh, publish yeah, that. I saw that actually advertised on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, they're required to. That was part of the requirements. Yeah. They had to advertise it on Facebook, <laughs> which is pretty embarrassing for them, right? Yeah. We screwed up and we have to pay almost a billion dollars and yeah. we have to advertise on our own <laughs> social media site <laughs> that we screwed up and how you can benefit from it. Yep. Yep. For real. But you know, that's a good thing. They shouldn't be allowed. I mean, everybody signs the disclaimer when you join. That that's a. I would say that point zero 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 point one actually has ever read that disclaimer. And those that do are attorneys yeah. looking for something to sue about. Exactly. So now I do have one buddy. I'm not going to mention names, but my guy probably could read that and have it memorized. He's probably actually the only person I know. The thing is the size of war and peace. Yeah. Ow. <laughs> Sorry about that. I just poked my nose hard. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah. No one reads those. No. But uh, it's, a, it's all lawyer-esque talk. And when they... Uh, break their own rules so badly that the courts issue a judgment against them for almost a billion dollars. You know, they really screwed up. Yep. I don't think it was this particular case, but Facebook in the past has even been proven to have sold their users' private messages. Yeah, that's crap. They claimed that it was anonymized. Okay, fine. So you didn't tell them that it was, you know, you didn't give them all the details behind it. But in many cases, how much of those or how many of those private messages are going to include incriminating evidence that, that non-anonymizes you. So extremely bad stuff. Yeah. <laughs> i tell you something funny, Jerry. What's that? Um, I've been doing a lot more advertising for our podcast. I, we, we have a, a Facebook professional page. Um, and then I advertise our podcast on my private page as well. And I've actually had people saying, are you still doing real estate? Because all I ever hear you talking about <laughs> is, is the podcast. But yes, for those people who want to know, I'm absolutely still doing real estate. Um, that is my chosen career. Um, it makes me happy. And and I've got a I've got a, some folks now I love. And I, I've mentioned this a hundred times on, on, on the air. Um, I have an absolute passion for first-time home buyers. I love dealing with them. I like working with them. It takes more patience. It takes more time. You're more of a teacher role and a, a smoother, if you will. But uh, I just, I just absolutely love that. And and so, just for anyone that was asking, I am still very much a realtor. Call me with all your real estate needs if you live in Kentucky. I'd be happy to take care of you. And if you're too far away from me. I'll be happy to get you in contact with somebody who will take care of you. Cause I know I, I've developed, you know, relationships with realtors all throughout the state. So there you go. Anyway, I didn't mean to cut you off. So I was through. I covered that topic. Cool. Well, I definitely think that that's a good thing. When they say private message, you know, that's exactly what it should be. Absolutely. Um, unless you have a warrant, that should be a coded private message that you can't access, in my opinion. Brother, Much less sister, spouse. No one gets no one, like you said, without a warrant gets access to that yeah, material. That, that's the way I would see it. Absolutely. 
So anyway, so I want to retouch real quick, Jerry, if you don't care, I go into sure the topic real quick. I'm going to retouch the presidential race before we get into it. That's the two things my topics are going to be. Yeah, we'll do it right after. Um, uh, the two things that I'm going to cover is the presidential race and the governor's race. The governor's race, I'm going to go really hard in depth because that primary is in two weeks. And it's an important thing to do. We got an ambulance going by. <laughs> Just a sec. <laughs> One of the bad things about having our studio on Main Street is we have the dip wads across the street with their motorcycles. <laughs> and, and I say that lovingly. I let me let me preface or preface that by saying I have two motorcycles in my shed. I ride every chance I get. I love to ride. But the dip dip snots we have across the street will literally go out there and just rev their motorcycle. I've I told you this story the other day and I'm going to tell it on the air if you don't care. So I was watching them through my front door. They were out there revving their motorcycles. They weren't even sitting on their motorcycles. They were standing beside their motorcycles and revving them up and trying to have a conversation. (laughs) So as soon as they, while they were talking, they'd be revving it up. And the other person who's, you know, normal distance away, is saying what? And he 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 repeated, and I'm like, if you just, I can't imagine last summer alone how much gas they burned sitting out there just revving their, mo- not yeah. going anywhere. Crazy. They obviously like the way they sound. I love how motorcycles sound, but I swear some days I want to go out there and pour sugar in their tanks. <laughs> I would never do that because I I love I love my biker brethren, but. Come on, guys. <laughs> Just come on. Okay, back to what I was talking about. Okay, so for the presidential race, I just want to cover in several months ago, we did a way too early guide to who was who's who in the presidential politics. So I just want to cover who's in real quick at this point, see how accurate we were. And the the first two I want to cover on the Republican side aren't actually in yet, but they're the two main people that are expected to make announcements very soon. Okay. I was wrong about this. One of these, um, Ron DeSantis in Florida still is expected to make his announcement within the next few weeks. I think. Shortly. Um, and the other one that I got a contradictory report when I was putting together the original list is Mike Pence is still thinking about being in the race. So there you go, Jerry, there's your man. Still like you. Yeah. So real quick on the Democrat side, we, we all know Joe Biden uh, re re launched and I'm using air quotes there because it was the worst relaunch speech message I've ever seen in the history of relaunch reelection campaigns. Um, I'm not even going to cover that in depth. I still, it, you know, years ago, I told you, Jerry, I don't believe he's going to finish his first presidency, presidential term. No, no, term. no, no, no. You guaranteed. I still, I stand by that. I don't think he's going to make it. Sorry. Just you don't. Guaranteed. I don't know that he's, if, I, I pray he doesn't die. I wouldn't wish that on anybody. That was what you said originally. What? Not that he was going to be shot or murdered. No, yeah. It was that you thought he was going to die of natural causes before or he finished the I think they'll the push him year. out before then. Even, even that. Well, the original guarantee you made with me was that he was not going to live long enough <laughs> to see the end of the four-year term. Well, let's, let's, let's not go that far. Let's just, I don't think he, I don't see him making it to the end. Okay. The other thing that you said, by the way, was that 
a Joe, a vote for Joe Biden was essentially a vote for Kamala Harris because everyone knew that he was incapable of running the country and that he would simply be pushed aside and she would be the one running. I don't know about you. I've not heard anything from her. Oh my God. That's because she's a, she, and I'm sorry, Kamala Harris is an imbecile and that's given her credit that she probably doesn't deserve. Well, she was previously a congressman. So does that not go without saying? Point taken. So on the democratic side, these people are already in and that's why I bring them up. So we got Marianna Williamson. Um, she's a self-help guru, author and guru. She was also Oprah Winfrey's spiritual advisor oh, okay. for some time. This is her second time running, by the way. First time I ever heard of her. So she's making <laughs> progress. Maybe by the time she's 110, she'll get she'll actually have some name recognition and make a debate stage. Um, the second one with a twist is Robert F. Kennedy. He is the nephew of John F. Kennedy. Um, and he's actually gaining a little traction. The only thing I can think of with these two guys, they know they're not going to beat the incumbent. That's not going to happen. They're not, they're not going, no one's going to vote for them over unless they're setting themselves up for the scenario, which I said, um, you know, Joe doesn't make it. They've already got their name out there a little bit, started raising money and, and are in position to take over the, the podium, if you will. Um, and on the Republican side, your man, your hero, your inspir your your inspiration. You mentioned Mike Pence, Donald Trump. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and we know that goes without saying. Nikki Haley is in. So I like good candidate, former South Carolina governor, U.S. ambassador to the UN. Um, I didn't know Larry Elder was in. Now he's a talk show host out in California. Very conservative guy. Um, a little too conservative. Some people's taste. Zero, Zero chance. chance. Right. Um, Asa Hutchison, two-time okay. former governor Arkansas. of Arkansas. Uh, he's the anti-Trump candidate. That's point what he one percent himself. chance. Huh? Point one percent. Exactly. Chance. And I'm going to try to say this guy's last name, um, but I've actually heard a couple of interviews with him, and he is he's he's got he's got legs. He's going to be around a while, I think. Uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, very intelligent guy. He is a entrepreneur and author. He's written several books, smart guy. He's not afraid to go on CNN, MSNBC and take interviews and do hard questions. 0.15% chance. Yeah. And, and unfortunately, so what it's looking like at this point, it's Trump and Biden. Well, again, <laughs> you're going to have some of the bigger names come out. DeSantis, from everything I've heard, unless something drastically changes, is going to announce. Yeah. Pence is probably a little less than 50-50, but is seriously considering it. And I think he'll have at least a couple of other serious candidates. But if nothing else, Nikki Haley, Ron DeSantis, and Trump. Uh, I don't like these. I don't. Last time, was it 19 Republican GOP oh, yeah. candidates? Yeah. That's Initially, ridiculous. it was it was crazy. That's that's crazy. It it doesn't help anything when you've got that many. So I think you're going to have Trump, who like him or not, is certainly a, a viable candidate, and Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis, I think, w- would make a decent field. So I think the GOP has a much stronger field than the Democrats. Who do they have other than Biden? Which I mean, part of, a big part of it is 
the incumbent almost always wins, right? Yep. Even when you're as bad as we're going to get to Biden, that too. Even when you're as unpopular, even when the economy, if nothing changes, anybody, including Trump, will beat Biden. Yeah, you, you don't win with an economy like it is now. You just don't. You don't beat those. Not only that, he's not negotiating at all on the debt ceiling. That's not going to help him. Uh, no, it's negoti- no. I'm saying if you negotiated, that's not going to help him. No, right. It just well, it's it. it's not going to help him to fix it. It will hurt him, I think, to not negotiate and let it let it ellipse and let our government default. Well, do you think that uh, McCarthy would do that? Yeah, fuzzy. I actually said that. What do you think McCarthy would take it to that level? Yeah, I would hope so. Really, and let our country default. I don't, uh, as opposed to giving Biden an open checkbook, absolutely. I don't want anyone to do that because that would cause irreparable harm for the next two hundred years. I agree. Irreparable. You can't fix it. I get that. And you're okay with that? No, I'm not okay with it. You just but said I'm, you'd rather they do that than give Biden, give Biden, Biden an open for. checkbook. That's what Biden's asking for, and that's not okay. What we, we're thirty-one for? trillion dollars in debt. It is not okay. It, totally in, in a matter of less than ten years, every single available dollar in our GDP will be going to use to pay just the interest on do our. Do you debt. know what's worse than being thirty-one trillion dollars in debt? defaulting on your debt. Okay. Do you want to force being $50 trillion in debt? Defaulting on your debt. I'm just saying. Your interest rates goes up enormously once you default on your debt. I get that. I'm not saying that. That's a, I'm grandkids, just saying. Grandkids, grandkids won't be able to pay the price for still what would happen if we default on our debt. Well, we I'm just saying. We can't do that. If, if this is not on McCarthy and the Republicans. It's on both. If Biden refuses to do anything, he's not even offered an, I mean, he told McCarthy, pass a budget. McCarthy passed the budget. It was completely Democratic. I mean, Republican. And there was he no Democratic support. set up a meeting. So that's all we're that asking happens. for. Bring it to the he's table. All, well, I'm saying Biden has already done that. Well, he's already set up that the That must meetings. have happened today before no, I was no, That happened this. yesterday or day before. And it's going to happen the 9th, I think. Oh, good. A week from yesterday, I believe. Good. So the meetings are already set this up. This is a no-win situation. First from of all, sides. Stu, and I don't know Stu's last name. He's on with Glenn Beck. He made a stupid, ridiculously smart point today. I know that's contradictory, right? Stupid, ridiculously <laughs> smart Like point. It was one of those comp- comments that was so smart that even the, the lowest IQ people in the world, the first point of contention with this was we should have never, as a country, went into debt. Okay? So we passed that barrier, and we set the debt limit. And the number was set so high the original time that we should never get to it. And if we do, we need to reconsider what we're doing because we're not doing something right. And how many times since that first time have we raised the silk? Many, many times. Many, many times. We're $31 trillion in debt. You were talking about our grandkids' grandkids. They're still going to be paying for that. But I'm, if we default, our interest rates go up enormously. What sure. you're talking about basically is if a corporation defaults and declares, says they're going to have to go into bankruptcy. Doesn't mean they're going out of business. They may end up restructuring, but it means that their ability to borrow money 
has gone down drastically. It means that the interest rates they're going to pay and the money that they're borrowing goes up enormously. So this is what's oh, going to happen. Now you're saying, and, you, and very true, that real quickly, we're going to get to a point that every dollar we're bringing in goes Less to pay nothing years. but the interest. That's with current situation. What yep. happens if you default and the interest rates go up? Enormously, it happens immediately. If not sooner. Yeah. We, we can't afford it. Well, I didn't want to get into all that anyway. <laughs> we, it's a whole topic for a different day. <laughs> I just wanted to let you know. I just was wanted to cover the presidential look at who's in, who's not, and that's right now who's in. That's there's 200 candidates that have applied to be president. You know, for to run for president. These are the ones that somebody may have actually heard of. Um, and only part of those. And only part of those, right? Um, so anyway, let's talk about my man, Ed Locke. Let's talk about Mr. Ed Locke. The mortgage market changes often, so it's important to have your mortgage professionally managed. Ed Locke with USA Mortgage offers great personalized customer service with more customized options to tailor your financial goals and needs. So if you're looking into cruising into a new home, he can be the driver that gets you there. So call Ed at 502-680-0983 and ask him how to get approved. NMLS ID 448-908-Acquisition Company, LLC, doing business as USA Mortgage, NMLS ID at 2272-62. This is not a commitment to lend. Additional terms and uh, conditions, conditions apply. Thank you. USA Mortgage is an equal housing lender. Yeah, and, and they really are. They're fantastic. I love them. Hello, from Pama. Welcome in. Appreciate you. I'm glad you're willing to try these names. Man, you know, we got to do what we got to do. We want our people to come here and, and sit in for a minute to be welcome. So welcome. Come in, make a comment. Let's talk about it. Jerry, Absolutely. tell me how colleges, give me another way that colleges are ripping off their students. I can do that. I and give you firsthand experience a little bit, indirectly firsthand. Uh, you and I have talked about this different times in the past, and you know how I feel. But uh, my daughter and I moved here from Virginia, I don't know, nine so to be 10 years ago. And my daughter had started college and, and went, I think, a year and a half in Virginia before she transferred here. And when she did transfer here, she lost a bunch of credits, a bunch. I, I think it was around 10 to 15 credit hours that she lost. They just refused to transfer the credits. And another 20 to 25 hours that she lost, basically, because they transferred the credits but not directly, meaning bio 227, uh, and it was, she had already taken, and it was necessary here, but here they call it bio 248, and the syllabus was a little bit different. So they transferred it and gave her credit as general <laughs> elective hours, meaning she had to retake the same class. It's crazy. So the article that I read the other day was talking about that this is a problem everywhere. Uh, again, I mentioned that my daughter lost somewhere between, well, around a year's total credit time. And the average student, it turns out, when they transfer school, 
loses about 27 credits, Jeez. roughly one year, one school year. Now, the average college tuition and fees at four-year schools for the 2021 school year was $19,000. That's for tuition and fees. The total cost, including room and board, supplies, books, was over $35,000. In 2021, the number of degree-seeking undergraduate students enrolled in post-secondary institutions as a transfer student was $1.2 million. Holy buckets. Do the math. 1.2 million students, $35,000 a piece is over $42 billion. Gosh. Just a crazy amount of money. $42 billion being spent by kids who don't have it to spend the majority of them. There's some of them whose parents are, you know, rich and giving them a free ride. But the vast majority of these don't have the money for this. Now, there's several reasons why this happens. Many schools has a cap on the number of credit hours that they allow to be transferred in. Others uh, will reward that and they require a certain, and many of them do this, they require a certain number of credits to be obtained from that school in order to graduate there. Different names, same thing, same result. Jeez. Many courses are ruled to not be a direct equivalent of any course taught at the school. Sometimes that's simply because the course number is different. As I mentioned, you know, bio 221 versus bio 275 or whatever. Maybe the syllabus is not exactly the same. The accreditation system that each school goes by comes into play. If it's not the same accreditation system, there's going to be far fewer credit hours transferred between the schools. Bottom line is, this is a problem that, that could be very easily fixed. It, it isn't tough. Give you an example. Almost every college in the United States has English 101. Almost every single one. Right. And the syllabus may be a little bit different. The teacher may stress different things at this school versus that school. But English 101 will be transferred from almost any school to any school in the United States. Yes. To take that a step further, even if you go to a high school level and you have three different English teachers, you're going to have three different English classes sure. teaching the same thing, just teaching it different. But so, if you transfer to a different high school, they don't penalize you for that. Right. They don't that's, make that, you take, that's what I'm they saying. They don't turn a four-year high school education <laughs> into five years. Right. And then make you pay for the extra year. <laughs> oh, yeah. we shouldn't have gave them that idea. <laughs> but again, why can't we do the English 101 with every class? Right. Why can't the government come out with a list of, of classes and give it the same name, the same number, with the same general curriculum? the same course objectives for every school in the country. At, at least you can cover 98% of the classes. And, and here's why I say 98%. If Harvard University wishes to teach folk myth 128, fairy tale, myth, and fantasy literature, which, by the way, is an actual class at Harvard, they have every right to do so and should be allowed to do so. But with the stipulation that they tell every student who enrolls, this class in all likelihood will never transfer anywhere. Do you see this look on my face? I do. Who in the Sam's holy doesn't matter jumping up and down hell takes that class spends fifty thousand dollars at Harvard to take a fairy's dust class? I agree. <laughs> no. I think it's very stupid. It makes about as much sense as underwater basket weaving, right? It doesn't change the point that I think the school has the right to offer the class. 
kids have the right to take the class. If they want to pay for it. If they want to pay for it. And the school should have to tell them this class is not going to be eligible to be transferred anywhere. Or eligible for student aid. Come on. Let's stop giving student aid to, to classes and fairy dust. I would agree with that. You know, there's, I mentioned earlier, I'm not a big fan of government regulation, but right. there's some things that need to be regulated. Absolutely. This is an book. example of where we could greatly benefit a ton of Americans. The only people getting hurt are going to be colleges and universities that lose the $42 billion. But in- even still, Jerry, if if it comes down to quality of teacher at that point. So, and here's what I mean. So it's regulated. And say you have a student that still wants to go to Harvard. Well, what's the benefit of going to Harvard if everything's the same? Well, at Harvard, we have X number of educators who have done X number of stuff. And a degree from Harvard carries a hell of a lot more weight than it does a degree from Northern Kentucky University, right. which, by the way, I think is a very fine institution. Yeah, absolutely. But you're right. I agree with you. I mean, that that stuff shakes out itself. It There's no reason why it can't be standardized up, like you say, a point. You know, very specific stuff. Sometimes you're going to need, if you are a fairy dust manufacturer and you need that class. By all means, take it. By all means. But don't don't put it on my dime. We already broke. (laughs) Totally agree. I I don't disagree with that at all. I think very few people would disagree with that. (laughs) Well, I mean... How many times, and they even teach it in school or now, to start your curriculum at BTCT here in Kentucky, which is the local uh, um, community college. Community college. They say get all that. your gen, gen eds out of the way and then transfer to the school that's going to have. Um, they say that, but the community colleges actually have the biggest problem of any university. Transferring credits. With transferring credits. Yeah, and so that's stupid. It that, is. It's ridiculous. In fact, in our school system here, um, I'll use Joshua as an example. By the time he was a sophomore, he was out of math math classes. Yep. So for the, his last two years, he was taking college math classes from our local community college. And by the time he got accepted into UK, those are gone. He, those transferred for whatever reason. But, uh, you know, that's a great way of doing it. A smart way of doing yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So, whoo, I need a drink of water. You done cool. got me all thirsty. Mm. Well, that didn't come out quite right. You don't have me thirsty. <laughs> but I don't know. They're black Adidas. They're pretty hot. But anywho. Say it like you really feel. I'm hot. That didn't I am hot. Thank it's you. just a part of it, but I'm hot. Okay. That's what you're really trying to say. We all know. That's what they say, right? That's what they say. <laughs> we don't know who the hell they are, but that's what they what say. What the hell? <laughs> to steal what your words. Um, all right. You ready to talk about the uh, the Democratic and Republican race for the um, Governor. Kentucky governorship? Now, well, to it. our worldwide and nationwide visit listeners, I apologize for this, but we are from Kentucky, and our our we are having a governor's race this year, and this is in a couple of weeks. We're voting for the uh, um, primary. The primary, so it's kind of an important topic. We felt like we needed to needed to. Uh, take into consideration. Oh, what are we doing there? Okay. Um, so I got it broke down. Um, same as I did with the presidential candidates. I got a little more in depth with each of them. Um, okay. So we'll start with the Dems. Steve Brashear is our current governor. Uh, I broke it down into a little bit about what they stand for, the kind of war chest they've raised, 
Um, and you know, where I kind of rank them personally, you know, I'm not trying to tell you who to vote for by all means, go to their websites, do your own research, um, figure out who best falls into what you want the state of Kentucky to, or the Commonwealth of Kentucky to look like, um, and pull the lever for that particular person. Um, by all means, that's the way our system works. Also, by the way, we live in a republic, not a democracy. So, <laughs> to be fair, to be what fair, what is a republic? What? What is a republic? What do you mean? What type of government is a republic? Uh, it is a government of which we vote for people to vote for us, which is called a representative democracy. Yes, but it's still a republic. If which, it were a true democracy, we would all have to go and on vote on every, every single, single issue, which is absolutely impossible. Right. So I wish no everybody would world, stop saying we live in a democracy. <laughs> which is impossible. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't really possible a thousand years ago. Nope. In today's world, it absolutely... Can you imagine the number of issues <laughs> at the state level, much less federal level, Oh yeah, we're is so huge that... That's why they have committees, because no one can be an expert on all this. So they have committees and they become experts, hopefully, on a, on a few handful of topics. But yet we would expect the average American no. to be an expert on every issue at the local, state and federal level. Absolutely. Impossible. After the show, remind me to show you, uh, uh, speaking of that very thing, um, one of our favorite senators, and I think he's a Republican, maybe. I, I don't even know what he is. The senator from Louisiana, uh, Kennedy. He's Republican. Is he Republican? Yeah. He was grilling uh, a couple of guys that were um, talking about voters' rights and stuff of that nature. It was really it was entertaining, to say the least. I love his accent. <laughs> I just love that he is a no-nonsense, in-your-face kind of guy. And he doesn't just come with it. He comes with it with facts. One of the guys in particular was a guy named Mr. Payne. Um, they were talking about he, Mr. Payne had made several in accusations that the Supreme court had been bought <laughs> and was for, for sale. And he just let him have it. I thought it was great. I don't think it. it's ever been the case. No. Anything I've ever read from any Supreme court, justice. Supreme court. No, justice. I, I agree. He, he even John brought up Neely Kennedy's he's yeah, done, by the way. Uh, he, uh, he even brought up the fact that, these guys accept trips and, and things from Clarence Thomas. Clarence Thomas. Uh, what's the, uh, uh, I can't ever say her name. The the lady, the left liberal judge, the Satamayor. Is that, I'm, I'm butchering that. I know I am. What the uh, hell is it? Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, she accepted a trip from CNN or something. It's just part of the game, you know, and, but anyway, that's not what we're talking about. Let's get back to what we're talking about before we run out of time. Sotomayor. Sotomayor, yeah. So for Kentucky governor on the Democrat side, incumbent, current governor, Steve Brashear, he's raised $6.6 .6 million. That number is important because when we get to the Republican side, it's going to blow you away a little bit. Um, $6.6 .6 million. Uh, I went to each one of these own websites for their their re-election or their election campaigns. That's where I got these facts. If you want to dispute these facts, go back to their website and dispute them with them, not with me. I, I did my homework on these. So Steve Brashear, uh, some of the things he's running on this year is EV charge administration infrastructure. He wants to spend your taxpayer dollars to make that happen. 
which that's going to happen at some point anyway. But uh, and a lot of his stuff as the the incumbent, as we talked about earlier, uh, as the person to beat, if you will, this is all rehashed, rewashed, same old, same old stuff. He is basically sitting up there in the Capitol in the man, governor's mansion. He threw out a little bit of stuff and he's just waiting for his reelection. Okay. And then I'm just, uh, Mr. Bashir, I'm not trying to belittle you. If that wins, great for you. Um, but me as a, a voter, first of all, I would never vote for Steve Bashir, but I would never be inclined to vote for him now because this is all rehashed. And, and I'll tell you why it bothers me. Same old, same old. Repair the roads and bridges. We're going to make better schools. A better community. All of this <laughs> is just ways, and you can you can read into that this. Better community, better schools, roads and bridges, EV charging infrastructure. That's all just a way of saying, I'm going to spend more of your money. <laughs> um, and, you know, if some of it actually happened, I might be okay with that. But this... We hear this from every incumbent on every race, regardless of what side of the race they're on, or uh, whether they have a D or an R by their name. I'm tired of it. They promise the moon. They promise the moon, and that all the only cost is you get to pay for it. I'm going to give you what you get to pay for. It. <laughs> so blah blah blah. Um, there is really a couple of dudes that are charged. Uh, are there? But, their names are so minuscule, unfortunately, on the Democratic side, they have no shot to win. Zero. Zero, zero shot. I mean, we're so talking earlier about point yeah. one. These yeah. are point zero, yeah. zero, zero. As a matter Bashir of fact, will be the Democratic nominee. As a matter of fact, he's probably going to be the governor. Research shows even in a state that 25% voted for Trump, that's how red this state is. Um, but he's not screwed up too bad. Bashir is a long way. Bashir has a 70% re-election opportunity. Uh, well, there's a couple of things he did that really irked me. Okay. You and I both, during the early stages of COVID, um, all the way up through the mid to even some of the late stages of COVID, I thought he did as good as anybody could do under the circumstances. And you and I both gave him credit for that. And I still do. You know, we were a nation that didn't know how to fight this, and he took the fight to COVID in a way that a lot of governors didn't. And I, I got to give him props for that. You know, um, but uh, <laughs> so what did he do to piss you off? Well, he he has stated in an interview, and I don't have that in front of me, that he does believe that that the the insurance should provide for gender reaffirming care for youth that's going to cost him votes in kentucky i think it will period i think it will um just not gonna fly in kentucky yeah so we'll just leave the democratic side at that it's bashir i mean it's gonna be bashir hands down okay so let's get over to the the republicans at least there's some competition there there is um there's a few there's four really good candidates here okay And, and we're very blessed to have four good candidates, much less, you know, four good candidates and the governor. So um, so we'll just start with, I'm just going to go down my list, Eric Dieters. Uh, Eric Dieters is a freedom guy. He's a businessman. <laughs> Two things that we're going to really like. 
he is the first and only candidate to come out and said, "Me and Mitch McConnell, we not tight. <laughs> we're, we're not we're not good. I'm against most of the policies Mitch McConnell does." Um, now, Eric Dieters has by far the fewest amount of dollars um, as any of the candidates. However, that is because he took no PAC money. He took no corporate donations. 700000 is his war chest. Here's another thing that he has said that he would do, and that is not accept a salary. He would be very Trump-like in that regard. He would donate his salary to multiple charities. So um, that is Eric Dieters. Um, the next guy, do you have any questions about any of these guys so far? That what I is the controversy with Dieters? I remember hearing something. I'm Googling now. Wasn't he suspended from being an attorney or something? Mm, I don't remember. I don't remember hearing that. The Kentucky Bar Association has asked the state Supreme Court to hold suspended lawyer Eric Dieters in contempt for defying the court's orders to stop practicing law. That was a Curry Journal, Courier when, Journal from what article from October 21st, 2021. Gotcha. Well, I don't know why. I don't. I just remembered reading something about him being suspended. Yeah. I thought from the bar. Yeah, there you go. Well, I went to. I would encourage you to go to his website. Very, very informative. Very. Um, he gets his personal phone number on there. So, what is it? <laughs> Cherry's having a meltdown. Oh, there you uh, go. Um, secondly, uh, we have Daniel Cameron. Daniel Cameron is the state attorney general. He has a war chest of $1.4 million. Um, (laughs) The exact opposite of Eric Dieters, Daniel Cameron was, in fact, got into politics by being legal counsel for Mitch McConnell. Uh, On his website, it shows that he would promote bold leadership. Having such close ties with Mitch McConnell, I don't see bold lead. That doesn't scream bold leadership to me. That scene, that screams swamp water to me. But yeah. whatever. Do you think he's been a swamp water attorney general? I, I, don't, I don't. From I don't, what I've saw and heard, no. And he is the only candidate in Kentucky address um, currently. Uh, this will make you happy about him. He is the only candidate in Kentucky endorsed fully and heartily by Donald Trump. He was a big Trump supporter. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I have a very good chance of becoming the first black governor in the history of the state of Kentucky. Sure. I mean, I, you know, I'm, I, I'm not saying that's a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah. It's, it's neither one. It's just it'll be history making. Yeah. I think sure we would. should vote for someone because of the character, not because of the color. I think of he skin. has plenty of character, but I, the thing that would reserve me about Daniel Cameron is the closeness with Mitch McConnell, to be honest. But how much are you going to penalize him just because that's where he started? I mean, I'm how many not. of his current views currently align with McConnell? I, maybe a lot. I don't know. Yeah, well, his the, I would be able to tell you that, but his website and his election page was not full of great information. Slogans and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, I mean. Which is a, what politi- usually most successful politicians are good at. Yeah. They talk for a long time, and you stop and think, what the hell did they just say? Right. Nothing. Absolutely <laughs> nothing. He committed to nothing. He didn't tell us what he's for, <laughs> what he's against. Hey. We know somebody like that, and that's why I don't vote for him anymore. Andy Barr. He'll talk for an hour and tell you nothing. Many successful politicians do. Yeah. Sad to say. So here's the one that here's the one that I find the most confusing. Kelly Craft? Kelly Craft. What's confusing? Um, I knew he was going 
with her when you said confusing, but well, I don't know why. Well, I'm going to tell you why. The Kelly Craft has a war chest of $8.6 million. Who's giving it? Everybody. There's a lot of donors. Um, I didn't go that deep into it. I'm sure she's got lots of corporate donors. She was a corporate businesswoman for a long time. She's got a lot of connections. Um, but her website, her launch, her campaign website has a pair, a small essay about how um, we are transitioning from coal too fast. She's not saying we shouldn't do it. And, and I she's agree. Right. And she's right. She's right. We're doing it too fast. Way too fast. But um, we need to do it, but not as quickly as we We are. need to let the market do it as far as a lot of these forcing and, and stuff like that. But her web, first of all, if I have a war chest of $8.6 million, I've got three really tough competitors who are for the for most for most part, no nonsense competitors that are just giving it, right? So what do you do to stand out? What do you do to stand out? You blanket the TV with ads? I've not seen but two ads from her and Frankly, they weren't all that impressive. And her website, her launch page, she has the essay, and that's it. Nothing. <laughs> it's crazy. Maybe she's going to do what Trump did and take what's left in the war chest to convert it to personal you, you, things that I had that same thought. I had that same I thought. Not. I hope not. She seems to be a woman of character. She seems what's her to background? Be she is a former congresswoman of the state, and she is a former business leader. That's it. That's pretty much it. But And I couldn't get any more information because right. her website right. had nothing on it. You see it? Did you pull no, it I'm up? on it. Yeah. yeah. Th there's no tabs. <laughs> there's, there's no. There's nothing. It. There's the webpage, kellycraft.com. There's at, no subpages. $8.6 million. If she, if she doesn't get the nomination, she should fire and sue her campaign director. I mean, it's crazy. Um, so anyway, that's my, there's my take on Kelly Craft. I don't dislike Kelly Craft. The, the commercials I've seen with her, um, I could probably dig her a little bit, but I'm not, I'm not voting for you if you're not going to tell me what you're standing for, period. That's not happening. We do that enough going and blindly vote for people. These people have too much power. And the final competitor that I'm going to bring up tonight is a state um, agriculture commissioner, Ryan Quarles. Farmer, uh, he is, and, and here he's got a war chest of $1.2 million. Uh, and one of the things, if you look up his website, he's got everything on his on his site. He's got his plan, what he wants to do. Um, he doesn't necessarily get into the nuts and bolts of how to do it, but and how he's going to do it. But at least he brings a lot of stuff up that hey, I'm thinking about this, which is a lot that the others didn't even do. Yep. Um, and one of the things on there that I personally have a a heart for and a calling for. Um, that he brings up that not any of the other candidates, Bashir included, bring up is the 8,000 plus kids in the foster care system and how to make foster care and adoption care easier and safer for the kids that are in the system. That was one of Matt Blevins' big 
yeah platforms and, as well. and because him and his wife had adopted several yep. children yep. um Ryan Quarles, it seems to be a no-nonsense kind of guy. Um, and a lot of candidates have used both of these positions, the attorney general and the agriculture commissioner, to launch their gubernatorial races. Um, so he's got a pretty good shot. One thing, if I could interrupt sure, for a second, sure, I just found this on Kelly Craft. Uh, she's a former United States ambassador to Canada. She's also the former United States ambassador to the United Nations. Yeah. yeah she's, Trump. So. She has a little bit of moxie experience just, there, yeah. But it just doesn't tell you anything on her no, website of what she stands right. for. And that Absolutely. scares me. That concerns me. You can, <laughs> are you embarrassed to put it in print? Do you not have a platform? Do you not have a platform? Eric Dieters and Ryan Corals give you everything. Hey, this is what I'm thinking. This is what I'm saying. This is how I plan on getting there. Uh, the if other you don't two, mind me, so me asking, and if sure. you do, just tell me to shut the hell up. No, go ahead. Who do you, uh, what I'm voting for as it currently stands. Well, I'm Obviously glad you asked a Republican, that. so I have be on the numbers. GOP side. Okay, <laughs> good. I had no idea. We didn't talk about this. Yeah, well, I am a licensed Republican. Licensed. Uh, <laughs> I am a registered Republican still. Um, and like you, if it weren't for the primaries, I would be independent. I mean, I just would. Um, as it stands right now, uh, from what I've researched this week going up to this, uh, my number one guy would probably be Eric Dieters. Um, I, I like his no-nonsense way of doing I love the fact he put his personal cell number on there. If you have a question, call me. Um, uh, text me. I will answer, and he does. Um, have you called him? I haven't. I, did, I was going to. He was one of the ones that would have been willing to come on the show. So um, Possibly. Possibly. I never committed, yeah, but possibly. Yeah. Um, the second, number two in that list would be Ryan Quarles. I really like Ryan Quarles. I've liked him for several years. He's been in the uh, Agriculture Commission. Um, and if you, he runs his office at, at the Commission of Agriculture, like in a custom, something we're accustomed to, a customer service type atmosphere. And I think that that's important because a lot of politicians and a lot of agencies in the state forget who they actually work for. <laughs> You know, you get a state job and you're like, ah, screw you. No, no. You know, it's the old cliche. We actually pay your salary. Give us our attention. We deserve whatever the problem is. Um, followed by, and these two you can toss up in a hat. Kelly, you know, what I Kelly Craft. I, I really want to like her, but I have to have a reason. <laughs> well, you are really penalizing Cameron for his dude. I hate McConnell. I, I really dislike Mitch McConnell. I, get I think that, he's a huge just because part of this guy started Washington. with him. You don't even know if his current platforms have. I don't guess how they similar. can fix that. They can let me know on their website when yeah. I go to do some research. You know what I'm saying? And that's the I same agree. thing with both of these. Throw them up in a hat. One thing that bothered me with Cameron over the last few years is it seemed to me, and I could be wrong, but it seemed to me that his biggest claim to fame for the last few years was any and everything that Bashir did, he was going to tear down it quickly and as much as he possibly could. Right, right. Uh, it just... Hey, I, Nana. Many times I Welcome you're here. Why. Nana's here? Yeah, Nana. Y'all, Asudia is here. And I'm saying, I'm sure I'm saying that wrong. Always glad to have Nana on there. Yeah. Well, you know, I've adopted a son, and we've done lots of fostering. That's a that's a system 
that I've seen on the inside and how ridiculously complex it is for both the children and the people who want to be unified with children. Earlier when I was saying I'm a huge believer normally against government regulation, largely due to what you just said. Yeah, it's extraordinarily it's overly complex in almost everything. It took us two and a half years to adopt Jaden, who was 17 and had no parents. All they, the parents yeah. willingly signed off within three months. Yep. And it took us another year, almost two, two years and three months to make that happen. Ridiculous. Yep. You know, so, well, that's what I got, Jerry. What about you? What you got left? Uh, one more regulation topic. Okay. And that is banking. Oh. Uh, again, I mentioned. We're going to end on a great note tonight, yeah, aren't we? Well, <laughs> kind of, a little bit. It gets better from what it sounds anyway. You think so? One of the original reasons that I was a strong Republican for all my life until I heard Trump moaning and groaning about rhinos one too many times and decided I could fix that part, became an independent. But uh, was the fact just was said that I was a believer in smaller government? Uh, I didn't like the overregulation, the, the too complex, too cumbersome to accomplish things that should be simple. Now, with all that being said, there are some things that need to be regulated. And the 2007-2008 banking crisis that resulted in 25 financial firms failing proved that we needed to better regulate that industry. And shortly afterwards, we did so. We passed the Dodd-Frank Act that most people said went a long way into curing those problems. And, and very possibly went too far. Uh, 2018, Donald Trump, with support from both sides, uh, rolled back some of that. And in the words of Elizabeth Warren, who's obviously not going to criticize her own party for no reason, she said the law passed Congress with support from both parties. So you, it's not fair to blame Trump. It's not fair to blame the GOP. But they did roll back several of the Dodd-Frank provisions, the safety nets, which helped lead to, at least to some degree, the three banks that have failed so far this year. And by the way, the three banks that have failed so far this year are bigger than all 25 that failed in 25, in 2007, 2008. Silicon Valley, Signature, and just the other day, First Republic. That now, failed. Did you yes. hear about what happened with First Republic? What do you mean? One of the things that happened in 2008, and it may have been one of the uh, things that you re that were repealed, I'm not sure, but some of that was said that the bigger banks had to be approved before they could buy up their smaller bank counterparts. Right. Um, but there was an exception to that rule. If the bank failed, then the big banks would come in and buy it. Which is what happened with First Republic. J it's what happens usually with all of these banks. JP Morgan's bought them. There our was two cost. or three. What do you mean at our cost? Well, because they have certain guarantees when they bought that, that the government with the FDIC insurance was going to help offset some of the costs there. It's very no, what you said is kind of true, but here's the deal. At our cost, the cost to the American taxpayer was due to First Republic failing, not due to JP buying them. Right? No, it's not what tell, I heard. I'll have tell to me in what it. respect we'll get back. them buying the banks is costing the U.S. taxpayers. They bought the bank contingent upon 
FDIC saying you do your job and you insure these this money, which is now no longer covered. They don't have the money to cover it. So we'll buy the bank, but you have to do what you've already promised to do and to cover all of their deposits. Yeah. Well, so that's not that's, that's us paying for it. <laughs> it's us paying for it, but it was going to happen no matter what. Right. If nobody bought them, we still would have had to pay for that. Sure. FDIC. So where do you covers, think all this leads? Uh well. It, Remember when I said it's a little better than what it sounded like? Sure. Everything that I have read says that our banking system is far safer and far more structurally sound today than it has been in decades. So even after the partial rollback in 2018, that the the safety nets, the, the provisions that were passed with the Dodd-Frank laws have were so stringent and enough of it still remains that the overall banking system is in far better shape than it was for a long time. All three of these banks that have fallen this year, why have you heard that? Interest rates. Interest rates. Mainly. Interest rates. Absolutely. Buying up our bonds and stuff. The interest rates going so much higher meant that all this money that they had invested with very low returns and suddenly when you had, all it takes is a scare. All it takes is someone saying, hey, these guys may be in trouble. And what happens? Everybody goes and wants their money out now, this week, right now. And when that happens, and it happened with First Republic, and it happened with uh, Silicon Valley. First Republic had a little bit of a problem, and they were told that they should probably seek private lending to solve it. They chose to go public, which lowered the rates that they were going to be able to borrow money at. But it made their problem public, right? Which made all the people run to the bank and say, "Give me my money now." Which I would do, wouldn't uh, you? Yes, but here's the deal: <laughs> when within a week's time, you normally have two hundred million withdrawals, and suddenly you've got forty billion. You don't have the money to cover it, yeah. and that's why they became insolvent for yeah. both the Silicon Valley and for them. So. From everything that I'm hearing and reading, the system is in pretty good shape. That doesn't mean that it's foolproof. You know, if we go into a recession, which we very well may, we're talking about the interest rate increases causing this. Everything that I'm hearing is that the Fed tomorrow is going to have yet another interest rate increase. Yeah, isn't that great? It's wonderful. Another one. I'm sure you've got to love that. What does that do to your industry? You know, it really, it really hurts. It's it puts a cramp. It slows down, but. You know, I don't understand why the people in Washington haven't figured this out yet. People in Washington don't control this. The FDIC board no, no. of governors are totally independent. No, no. What I'm saying is I don't understand when we're talking about the interest rate and the Fed saying, hey, we got to keep raising the interest rate because we have too much money out there. Why do we still print money? Stop it. <laughs> it just, Why do we still print money? Yeah. Is that what you said? I've read several people thinking that that's going to be our way out of this crisis. We're just going to print a bunch of money, which will obviously drive devalue. inflation through the roof, devalue the money, which will increase inflation. Japan's cause, going through that right now. It's a debt spiral. Yeah, you can't keep doing it. You that. can't keep doing it. You can't print your way out of the problem. No. You cannot do it. No. So, anywho, well, man, that's been a good show today. I appreciate it. What do you think? I enjoyed it. I like I'm, it. I'm excited. I'm excited for next week. We're going to have to put our heads together, come up with a great thing to celebrate one year on the air next Absolutely. year. I'm one excited. Year. Um, until then, if you can't see the light, be the light.